You're listening to the Baratrad podcast, giving you the latest news from Northern Europe without the filter of political correctness. The Baratrad podcast is back after a two-week break. Yeah, we're sorry for that. Yes, all you five listeners, we're very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're actually quite a bunch now. Yeah. And we even got some some listeners that are not from Sweden. That's good. And that's the, nice because yeah. that's how I try to speak English because <laughs> yes. we want to reach other it's, people. It makes totally no sense when, when 80% of the listeners are Swedish and we speak about Sweden in English. <laughs> but... It's starting to change. Yes, I was looking at the statistics for the last episode, and then only 55% of the listeners were from Sweden. Ach, so good. Uh, now he speaks German. That makes no sense. Uh, as usual, I am Don Eriksson. I'm Magnus Sörman. And this is the Barrett Red Podcast. And today we have a guest in the studio. Uh, it's He is a fellow Swede. Uh, he is <laughs> of course. All... Yes, yes. <laughs> How would it otherwise work? Um, and he's also the... Secretary General of the Alliance for Peace and Freedom, Stefan Jakobsson. Welcome to the studio. Hello. Thank you very much, Don. It's very nice to be here. You can also thank Magnus. Okay, Magnus. <laughs> thank you as well for uh, inviting me to the show. Yes, you were warmly welcome. Thank you. Great. Okay, let's just start before we get into the latest crazy news from Sweden. Uh, you won't believe your ears. Uh, there is some really weird feminist stuff. Um some more about the so-called refugee crisis and crazy politicians. We will tell you all about it in a few minutes. But Stefan, please tell us, Alliance for Peace and Freedom, what is it and what are you doing? Um, yeah, uh, the Alliance for Peace and Freedom is a pan-European party that uh, was established uh, more or less uh, a year ago. Uh, we are rec- recognized by the European Union as a, as a political party on uh, a European level. And uh, there are about 15 other parties in Europe who also are, are recognized by them. Um, <clears throat> the party is um, created by several of nationalistic parties and groups uh, throughout Europe, uh, such as Golden Dawn, Forza Nova, NPD from Germany, etc. And uh, we're trying to build a, a strong nationalistic uh, uh, movement in, throughout Europe where we can coordinate our work um, in a more efficient way than before, also trying to overbridge uh, the historical differences that uh, our countries have uh, had in the past. Um, so, so this is mainly uh, the uh, the goals of uh, of the party to to establish this as a a, a pan European network, a pan European think tank, and uh, of course a, a party. Mm. Right. And when you say party, is it possible to vote on this party? No, it's not at this time. Um, but I would think that uh, the European Union, as it develops in a more, uh, I would say, a negative way, where uh, the countries have less and less influence, I would presume that they have prepared this in order to uh, make it available to just vote for the European parties mm. in, in the European elections in the future. I think this is one of the main reasons why it was 
uh, founded in in the first place yeah. but we have not reached that point yet but uh, i will presume that the uh, the globalists and uh, and the people that are destroying our nations have this as uh, uh, in in their plans i think you're quite right there because what we can see from the plans uh, <clears throat> for the european union plans that was established maybe 100 years ago we have this federalist uh, idea of uh, a united europe much like the old Soviet Union or the uh, uh, United States of America in some ways. So I think you're quite right in that, that we will see in the future, uh, I mean, more or less that the the, the national parties will be uh, powerless. And yeah, that there will be like local groups for the, for the European party. And yeah. that's why it's also so important that, that uh, real nationalists now start to already build this kind of infrastructure. Mm. Because we have to be ahead of the curve, so to speak. We have to be ready for when this happens and then not just be sitting there on the sidewalk and saying, mm. okay, how do we do this? How do we form a party in Europe? And how does all this bureaucracy work? I mean, we have to learn this now so that when, if they implement this, which I think could happen within a five or ten year period, um, then uh, we are ready. Yeah, I mean, especially now when we see that the European Union is crumbling. Uh why not say in a couple of years that, no, this is not working, we have to keep the peace in Europe and therefore we will make it more federalistic and therefore we will have these kind of parties and these kind of voting systems. So that's good. But the other thing I think is really, really, really good from the APF is, uh, as you said, uh, Stefan, this um, trying to overbridge uh, historical problems, so to speak, between the countries uh, in Europe. Uh, I mean, we have had Sweden, Denmark. Sweden, Denmark. Sweden, Norway. Sweden, Norway. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's not really a big problem, but it was like 200 years ago. Yeah, it ago. was, yeah. but you have Poland, Germany, yeah. uh, and you have uh, other other countries that have been uh, more or less uh, yeah, having some problem and difficulties yeah, with and, each and other. Yeah, and the problem has been that the nationalistic movements in these respective countries uh, has been fighting each other. Yeah, and how how is this working? How is it going for you? Are you getting people sitting down together and... and so. Yeah, yeah, we are making a lot of progress, uh, especially if we look at um, the problems between uh, Germans and, and Polish people. Now we have people sitting in the same room, attending the same meetings, uh, the same conferences, uh, speaking to each other, drinking a beer uh, mm. with each other. You know, uh, so I would say that we are we are on the right track. Yeah. There is, of course, still a lot of problems in Europe that we need to overbridge and overcome, mm. but but we're moving in, in the right direction and. I would presume that the, uh, this generation now see uh, that we are facing so much worse problems than our historical differences or, or our historical problems mm. that somehow everybody agrees that we need to put them behind us and we need yeah. to focus on uh, on building a future for, for our people. Yeah, and I mean, if we don't manage this, then the elites will uh, once again be able, able to use the... the uh, the chauvinistic parts of na- the old nationalist idea, um, talking about national states and so on, not talking about uh, ethnicity. And they will be able to have uh, maybe war uh, in Europe in the future, um, as they have been able to, to uh, two times this uh, the last century. Hmm. So this is really, really important work you're doing. Or three there. times, don't forget, former Republic of Yugoslavia. Yeah, of course, yeah, I forgot that one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, as I said, I think we are um, moving in the right direction. Uh, more and more parties and movement throughout Europe are uh, 
uh, contacting us and showing interest or in, in joining mm. uh, the APF. And, uh, you know, it, it's a good development. Uh, we have now also started with uh, uh, supporting memberships. Uh, so so people from all over Europe and uh, the rest of the white world can mm. can start to join and, uh, and become a part of this growing growing movement. Okay, good, because that was something I wanted to ask about. Because, I mean, I'm sitting here... Uh, not a member of any party, maybe don't feel that uh, there are any parties in my country that I want to belong to, but I think this is a good idea. So I was just going to ask, what can I as an individual do to to help, uh, uh, and if it's possible to become a member? But how do I become a member then? Uh, the easier thing is uh, to go in on our webpage, and uh, and there you have the different uh, membership applications. And uh, as a supporting member, the, more or less the only rule is that you... Uh, that you share our our beliefs about uh, about Europe mm. and and our people's right to uh, to oh. survive survive more yeah. or less yeah. yes Th- thank you Don. thank you <laughs> right uh, right and we will put a link to this um, to the homepage and and to the membership uh, application form um on the description here on SoundCloud and also on uh, our Facebook page but I, I believe you can follow also Alliance for Peace and Freedom on Facebook and Twitter as well. Or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we have uh, established ourselves on, on both these platforms. So just join us there and, and follow the activities from from the APF there. Yeah, Are there any any uh, known uh, known celebrities, nationalist celebrities in this party? Yes, I would say it's uh, several. Uh, we have Udo Voigt, uh, for instance, who. Uh, have been uh, for, formerly the, the leader of uh, the NPD for, for mm. many years here in, in Germany, uh, who is now in uh, in the European Parliament. Uh, we have uh, people from from the Golden Dawn uh, that are our member. The whole of Golden Dawn is, is member. Yeah, the party as such. Yeah, the, the party as such. Is. And uh, also Roberto Fiore from, mm. uh, from Italy. Uh, also, if we go go to uh, Scandinavia, we have uh, Daniel Carlsson from Danskernas Parti. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people are are joining uh, our effort now, and, yeah, yeah. and and this is something really positive because I think that Europe nationalistic people in Europe have always talked about okay, we need to unite, we need to uh, make this a, mm. a common thing, but it has never been a structure f- to doing this. Yeah. And mm. now, when uh, we are recognized also from the European Parliament, it it allows us uh, some some funding, mm. which which also make make everything this uh, possible uh, mm. that that we couldn't do do before in in this sense because of course money is always uh, something that yeah we don't yeah. have a lot of. Mm. And I think from the English speaking world, it's, uh, we have uh, Mr. Nick Griffin, of course, from Great Britain. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. So there are a lot of good good people and uh, veterans of the nationalist struggle. Absolutely. And just as you said, Stefan, I mean, people have been talking about this for a long time. And uh, before, it, you know, we, we had really good conferences. We had uh, some in Sweden. There's been an Italy, in in the UK, in Germany. I've been to, to such conferences. But after the conference, what happens then? If you don't have the structure to keep in touch and, and to do something together, then then it's just a conference, and well, that's that's fun, <laughs> yeah. but but it won't take us forward really, uh, in the same way as a, a true structure can do. Should we get into the meat and potatoes? Yes, we go to the meat and potatoes. We talk about Sweden then. Yes, what is happening in this? Uh, Cold and nice country up and north. As you know, uh, we tell you uh, about Sweden and the 
the <laughs> the latest absurdities, mm. I would mm. say. Uh, but the thing is, this is not something that you, we have to. It's not hard to find. No, no, no it's no. not like we are we are putting ten or twenty hours into finding the most absurd news from Sweden. Mm. This is main topics mm. in the Swedish media. This is this is the the main headlines. So. Please, Magnus, tell us first about, you know, it was International Women's Day, yeah. uh, this uh, communist tradition from oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Setkin was the name of the Yes, woman. Clara Setkin. I mean, this is, this is uh, the, her, her uh, uh, creation. It's, uh, it was decided by the Second Socialistic International hmm. uh, that the 8th of March should be this um, uh, International Women's Day. And, I mean, this is more or less a, a, a holiday in Sweden. I mean, not that people are, are free from work or so, but I mean, it's big. Yeah, and in Germany about, as well. Yeah. I mean, um, my when I met my wife, uh, she has no uh, background in the nationalist opposition. For she said, "No, but it's Women's Day. You yeah. have to buy me flowers yeah. and and be nice this day." And said, "Do you even know what yeah. where this day comes from?" And she had no idea. No, and I mean, you have feminists. It's like Mother's Day or, yeah. or, or something like that. Now it's Women's Day, so yeah. please be nice. <laughs> I mean, people think that, I mean, people think that uh, this is just a day for women, uh, when in fact it is a creation of the communists, the Marxists. Mm. Um, and this is quite obvious also when we look at Sweden and what they are doing. Mm. Um, n- not some obscure communist party, but the the municipals and and uh, yeah. I mean the state yeah the, the, the official Sweden the official Sweden and if you go to Malmö um, in the southern parts of Sweden uh, they were celebrating this International Women's Day at the uh, public bathhouses <laughs> uh, by uh, banning men and boys during this day men and boys were not welcome uh, to uh, participate in the public bathing. <laughs> um, they were stopped at the gates, so, so to speak. you celebrate women by hating men more. Yeah, and that's uh, I mean, and that's why I mean when I said that it's Marxist in its uh, constipation. In the in I mean in the in the basics because uh, Marxism, it's constipation. Constipation. <laughs> yeah, it's constipated Marxism. <laughs> Marxism is constipated. Yeah. Uh, this uh, it's not about equality. It's not about uh, uh, equal rights. It's about uh, making enemies between men and women uh, that's why they are banning men and I mean it's it's the local uh, authorities that do this not some crazy guy or gal mm. uh, and last year it was the same and then <laughs> one story is that there was a family going to one of these bathhouses to celebrate uh, their son who was having a birthday mm. so they went Poor there son being born on this day yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they come there and say yeah we want to celebrate him and so on and say no no, go away, because this is a woman's day, so you're not welcome. Well, then you could always take this to the next level and ask, because I have learned in Sweden that your biological sex has nothing to do with your real sex uh, or what you identify as. Mm. So how do they know if it's a woman or a man? Yeah. Is it just to ask? Uh, what do you think, yeah, Stefan? Yeah. How, how do they figure, figure this out? It, it's a good question. I think it's very complicated. Maybe only women understand <laughs> this subject. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. I think, in, and this is a crazy, okay, this bathhouse is just, you know, one, one example. But I think, you know, it's a total structure now when, when we see that uh, uh, they put the, the women in front and, you know, that, uh, okay, uh, for hundreds of years, you have discriminated women. Now it's our turn to do the same. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this is what they say. Uh, we look at the <laughs> the bathing units uh, sheaf or something. I don't know what the English translation okay. is. 
she is the one who is uh, responsible for the public bathing facilities <laughs> in the <laughs> city. Uh, this is uh, Anki Magnusson. I don't know if she's a miss or missus. No, Anki uh, is the Swedish word for duck. Yeah. In so a, yeah. she probably belong, belongs in the water somehow yeah, and got his job. Something like that. And she says to, to one of the local papers that Uh, the fact that the men don't have access to the bath one uh, day a year is something uh, they we have to uh, live with. Hmm. So it's it's <laughs> not problematic for her. Uh, no, of course she's a woman. She yeah. can go there yeah, every day. I mean, she's she's uh, employed by the local municipality. Mm-hmm. I think the word is. Yeah, absolutely. And she's her salary is paid by by. Tax money, yeah, and tax money is also paid by men. Yeah, even most of the tax money is paid by men. Oh, you're such a <laughs> woman hater. <laughs> yeah. No, so. but I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, I really don't care if if they close the 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 thing itself is not important. It's it's the symbol and yeah. and what they are doing here and where this kind of crazy feminism is taking us and. I mean, Sweden um, pride itself on having the first feminist government, mm. and I would say that feminist uh, feminism in Sweden is the craziest in the world. I mean, you can compare it to some of the uh, universities and, and colleges in, in in the United States, yeah. where it's really crazy. But that's that's government policy yeah. in Sweden, <laughs> and that's the difference because uh, uh, because it's state po- it's state policy in Sweden, mm. and also I mean, we have seen now that when Sweden is paying. Uh, Uh, paying um, money to like Afghanistan or other countries, you know this. Uh, um, uh, I don't know the name for it. Be stoned, we say. <laughs> uh, then they have. Uh, they say that okay, we we give this for the poor and the needy, but also this much million must be used uh, in the feminist cause. So we are also politica- politicizing this in other countries. So mm. this is state state politics. Politics. Yeah, but I think the big question is. How long? How long can it go? How how far can we reach with this absurdity? Mm. Because still, it's uh, it's something that is modern now. You know, it's only the the last couple of years yeah. that we have seen it uh, in this radical way as mm. we are seeing it now. Uh, but where will we will be in in five years? Yeah. Will men be allowed to walk on the streets? But this is the problem because it's it, it it's bound to implode on itself because it's so absurd. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if they had. Stopped with feminism, it would be able to. You would be able to keep on doing this. But now they have um, all these things, as as Don was talking about. I mean, uh, in Sweden they say that you you are. I mean, if you're a man or a woman, that it's up to you you to decide. Mm. So if if I come there uh, on this day uh, and say, I know I I I'm a woman stuck in a man's body. Yeah. Um, What shall they do? And this is happening all over Sweden now. They are bickering uh, towards each other. Mm. All these kinds of, of different uh, strange varieties. Yeah, but I mean, it's I mean when the same people uh, yell about gay rights and mm. also they want Muslim in- immigration. Yeah, I, I mean, mean there's is... always this kind of problem with they have so many minorities uh, that they say they want to protect, and uh, but the, <laughs> I mean they can never work together. No, and which minority is the most vulnerable? Yeah. Which is the one they will protect? I mean, when it comes to homosexuals and Muslims, uh, Muslims are still winning, I think, in Sweden mm. uh, so far. Yeah, so far. But this could could change, of mm. course. So we will see. Uh, and then we have, yeah, we have so much. So we will get back to that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Okay, let's go to the next subject. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about the Swedish Migration Agency. Yeah. And this is the name now. I just want to tell you first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, called in, in English, it was called Swedish Migration Board mm-hmm. until last year when they spent around one, 1.5 million US dollar mm-hmm. to change the, <laughs> the English name to Swedish Migration Agency yeah. st- instead of Swedish Migration Board. This is very well spent tax money. Uh, to <laughs> because they had to of course change all their uh, all their leaflets, mm. all their they had to change the name everywhere, yeah. and they did it uh, step by step. But still, it was they uh, uh, calculated the cost to be at least uh, 1.5 million US dollars yeah. just to change the name in English mm. uh, because it makes it makes such a difference yeah. for the people. Yeah, it does. It does. Anyway, um, Swedish migration agencies where you. Uh, where you apply for asylum or or uh, the right to yeah, stay I mean, in Sweden? They're, they're, it's a government uh, agency, and their job is to make sure that the, everything that has to do with migration and immigration is is done by the book. Mm. Um, they are they are responsible for housing. They are responsible for um, all these things, as you said, the asylum process and and uh, I mean everything on a national scale, uh, mm. and they are. That's their main main job. So it's it's uh, and in these times it's a very, I mean they have they have employed uh, what is it fifteen thousand new employees or something yeah. and so, yeah, because so it's a big agency. Yes. Immigration is creating jobs. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Every, everybody will uh, work with this. Yeah. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> and also, if you smash windows the whole day, you will create a lot of jobs. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, it's very good for 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 GDP. Yeah, I mean, stab people all all day long. Yes, also, yes. you get a lot of new jobs. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And also a lot of less consumers. So anarchy <laughs> makes good business in some senses. Mm. Sort of, as long as you have tax tax money to pay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm. So yeah, therefore, don't kill people; just hurt them a lot. <laughs> yeah, as as long as we can create new money, it's no problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Right. Anyway, the, the Swedish Migration Agency um, then tell some people they tell, okay, no, you are not allowed to to stay in Sweden yeah. because you are not a refugee. Yeah. You have no reason to be here. There is peace in your country, or it's not bad enough to to be able to live on Swedish welfare for the rest of your life. Mm. This actually happens. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. What uh, the problem is that the, many of these people then. Stay in Sweden as illegal immigrants, yeah, uh, or as they now are called, undocumented immigrants. Yeah, it sounds nicer. Uh, anyway, uh, there is uh, these kind of uh, NGOs who who try to help these uh, people by uh, telling them how they can get free healthcare and so on. Yeah, uh, and one of these organizations called Refugees Welcome Sweden um, tweeted uh, information about how you, as an illegal immigrant in Sweden, uh, can get free healthcare. Yeah. Because you actually can. Of course, you can get social welfare also if you have some kids and yeah. so on. And the Swedish Migration Agency retweeted this information. So this the same agency that should tell people, no, you cannot stay in Sweden, also gives information, but if you want to stay illegally, this is how you get free healthcare. Yeah, in English, of course. In so English. So it, it's yes, easier yes. for people. And also, uh, they are they are referring to a site that is called uh, 1177, and that's uh, also a, a, a official Swedish site concerning healthcare. Yes. So it, it's, it's government-run. Uh, and this uh, official government-run uh, website is, is giving the information in different languages, Arabic and yes, Swedish yes. and so on, uh, on how to uh, get uh, free healthcare if you're an uh, illegal alien. 
<laughs> yeah. So I don't know, Stefan. What do you think about this? Uh... <laughs> it's so absurd, you know. I I think it's very it's hard to comprehend that it is so so very bad, and uh, you know, it, it's. Uh, Becoming a joke when you have the police are looking uh, for the people that we have to send out that yeah. n- have not uh, get uh, asylum, and then we have the other part of the government to say, okay, but you can hide here. Yeah. We we can give you some money, mm. some healthcare. Why should you leave? Why should you uh, comply to the authorities if mm. the same authorities tell you how to to get away from? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you can see you can also as an illegal immigrant, uh, your children have the right to go to public school. Yeah, of course they have, and therefore they now try to stop everywhere in, in Swedish schools because there's a tradition of um, school group photos. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then you, as a student in the school, you get a, a folder with all the classes, mm. and you can see it's it's a good memory to have when you get mm. older and so on. Now they stop this in Sweden because there is a risk that an illegal immigrant will be on the pictures and somebody will see recognize this person and and so on. Yeah. Yeah, because he cannot be sick on the day that they take <laughs> photos, you know. This would be impossible. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but but I mean it's it's so weird. I mean if and it's also like in in the hospitals and and at the doctors they are also not I think they're not allowed mm. to report. No. If there's an illegal immigrant coming in and saying they want health care, they should not call the no. police. No, no, they no. should give them health care and say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same in, in the schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the teachers uh, are prohibited from uh, from calling the, the police. Yeah. In some sense, okay, I can understand that and I can think it's a good idea. I mean that the health care workers, the doctors, I mean their job is to save lives. Uh, you should never, ever, ever uh, be be uh, mistrusting of them. So in, in a broader sense, I can think it's, it's but, but a this good is the, idea. But that's the thing. If they would come to a hospital and something has happened, they really need help, mm. of course they can get that help, mm. but after that they should be sent out of the country and the bill should yeah, follow them and they yeah. should pay it by their own money. Yeah, and if you are a Swedish citizen yeah. and you come in and you have been stabbed yeah. or something like this, then you will be, they will contact yeah, the, they the police. Yes. yes. So, so it makes no sense. No. Uh, yeah, it does. In in these days, it yes. makes sense. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense in a broader sense. Yeah. So yeah, it makes Swedish sense. Yeah, it makes Swedish sense. So, yeah, this is uh, this is one of the crazy other crazy news from Sweden. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have also a third absurd news. <clears throat> Sweden is um, consists of I don't know exactly a few hundred uh, yeah. municipalist municipalities. Why is that word so? In Swedish, it's called kommun. Yeah, we will use kommun from now on. <laughs> yes. Um, and in the Swedish, um, um, what is it called? <laughs> I know the German word for it, the Swedish, Grundlagen. Yeah, our uh, not yeah. Declaration of Independence, <laughs> <laughs> Bill of Rights, no. Uh, law of the Land. Uh, I can't uh, statues the, or statues, something. Statues, law of the land, whatever. Uh, the, the, the basic laws of, of uh, everything. Constitution. Yeah, Constitution, yes. of course it is. <laughs> okay, welcome okay. to Swedes trying to speak English. Yeah. You can say this as well, but it's not 100% correct. No, no. no actually it's not. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, well, Fundamental okay. law or something. Yeah. We say yeah. Constitution. According yeah. to our Constitution, these um, municipalities should have self-government to some extent. Yeah, we have had this for 100 plus years. It's yes, yes. very old. Uh, and they have had this. And it's, very, it's a very important part of, of Sweden that... Uh, the state should not have that much control over business that only concerns the municipality. Yeah. Um, 
uh, this this is called the subsidiarity principle uh, that everything all decisions should be taken as close to the people it's affecting as possible yeah and uh until recently this was also the case when it came to housing refugees mm. so called refugees that uh, a municipality could say uh, no we don't wa- we don't want to be a part of this yes. of course there were ways around it there could be like a private entrepreneur mm. opening mm. a uh, asylum center in a hotel or something like this but there could not be that the, the municipality itself had to do it. No, they could say, and quite right, also say that, no, we don't have any houses. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the places in school. We don't have the uh, resources uh, for this. Mm. Uh, and it was like, okay. Yeah. Or just we don't want yeah, to do it. Yeah, we don't want to do it, yeah. yeah. And uh, this has now changed because now, I mean, and this is uh, this is not according to the Swedish constitution. Yeah. Uh, they have not changed the constitution. No. They just made a new law saying that municipalities can now not say no. And there is also uh, a quotation mm. system, mm. a quota system, uh, where the state says, okay, you will take 300, you will take 600. And they will base these quotas on how many uh, refugees and immigrants are already living there. So the less immigrants you have, the mm. more refugees you will get. Yeah. I mean, the whole point is to make sure that no place of Sweden is white. Or yeah, Swedish. yeah, and I mean, this have, they have said this for a couple of years, building up to this law, uh, because it, it, didn't ca- it didn't just come from nowhere. It's been talked about and re- written about and argued for. So this is happening, of course. And, and then there were some people saying, two, three years ago, saying that uh, there should not be uh, a white homogenous place mm. in Sweden anymore. Mm. And now they are going there. So... Yeah, this is happening, and nobody really cared about this uh, in Sweden, yeah. uh, except nationalists, of course. Uh, but it was no big debate that they are just screwing up the constitution um, because people don't really care or know. So this is, of course, uh, problematic, especially problematic because many of these uh, municipalities don't have the resources for yeah. real. Um, and then uh, I think it was the minister of housing or minister of school or something she or he or what was said that <laughs> well if you if they don't have any uh, in houses then build build houses yeah. or don't you have schools build schools yeah i think uh, interesting comparisons to to sweden and, uh, and the other countries in europe is that uh, our uh, prime minister stefan levin uh, tried to do this model on a european level mm-hmm. uh, and tried to say to all european countries that uh, we should have a quotation mm-hmm. system and uh, more or less, I would say all of them just laughed at him and say, we, we won't take yeah. any of your refugees. No. We don't want them. No, this is your problem. <laughs> you, you know, and I, I, I'm happy they did that uh, because it's quite absurd, of course. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, I think it states a lot of how absurd Sweden yeah. is. When, when the prime minister are going uh, to the rest of Europe, which, which also is, is bad in the rest of mm. Europe, but still they have some sense left that they understand that, no, this is not possible. Yeah, it was, was it Sweden and Germany who wanted this quota system in Europe, I think? Yeah, I think so. And now yeah. Germany back out, backed out, I think. They don't want to take them from Sweden anyway. So. No. No, but now they they are trying still to get this quota system from Greece and Italy and these uh. this first transit countries. But, um, I mean, the proposal from Sweden was that also the refugees who has already come to Sweden, yeah. for example, should be then be distributed evenly over Europe. I mean, it's the same idea. We mm-hmm. have, like in Sweden, we have areas, municipalities and so on, which are 
I mean, more or less 100% white, yeah. 100% Swedish. Um, of course, these these places are pretty expensive to live there mm. and so on. Or there are no jobs or something like yeah. this. There's some old industry areas where the when where the industries has moved to, to Asia and so on. Mm. Uh, but now they want to destroy also these areas, the, the last <laughs> the last white areas of Sweden, and and it's the same in Europe. We have countries with, uh, especially in the former Eastern Bloc, that are still ninety nine or hundred percent white, and they want to destroy them as well. Like, that's the only that's the only reason I can see why they are doing this. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's there what they want. But the thing is also, uh, maybe not now, but earlier, uh, people were quite. <laughs> I mean, there were. If you lived in a, a municipality that were no jobs, no money, no nothing, then you could, if you take these in, you will get a lot of money for a couple of years. For the first two years, yes. For the first two years, and you can uh, you hire get money from the state. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you can hire. Um, you can hire in schools and in in uh, the uh, hospitals and and whatever. So you you get a boost mm, mm. for two three years. But yeah. then after two or three years, you have to start paying for them yeah. yourself. What we what we can see in a lot of these municipalities where there, were, where there are not so many jobs is that after two or three years, the so-called refugees move yeah. to the cities. Yeah. So this is more or less uh, like a temporary housing which is paid for uh, by the state yeah. uh, tax. So it... I mean, this is, and, and in the same time, the local politicians can say, oh, look, now we have really good finances mm-hmm. and we have jobs, uh, created jobs 20, 20 new jobs. I mean, we need to find new policemen just yeah. to <laughs> take care of this. And it's perfect and so on. And then after two years, they have to do the same thing. because, mm-hmm. And this is what you can see. This has become a, a kind of trafficking, what yeah. they are doing. They are uh, taking, uh, when the two years are over, they take in a few hundred more. Mm-hmm. For two years, they get money from the state. And after these two years, the people move to the city because it's also that these Arabs and Africans don't want to live on the Swedish countryside. No. I, I, of course, one or two, but yeah, but the yeah. most of them not, and they want to move, live in the suburbs, in the in the cities mm. where also their their own people are yeah. living. Yeah. Um, so, and this is uh, another way. I think we will uh, talk about it uh, on another episode. But we are also now talking in Sweden about um, taking away the right to settle wherever you want. Yes. Yeah. Because now you can move to Sweden also as an asylum seeker and say, okay, no, after you have gotten your asylum and say, okay, I want to live in Stockholm mm. uh, because there lives many other Arabs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then the state should have the possibility to say, no, you're going to live in northern Sweden mm. here by the Elks. Yeah. I mean, this is, <laughs> as we talked about initially in the show. That's socialism. Yeah, we're, we're going towards this super state, the uh, federalist Europe. Uh, and I mean, we are, and we have also other uh, changes in Sweden we have not been talking about, but they are making um, the the uh, what do we call it? Some areas, uh, no, skip that. But we are seeing moves make made towards these super states and mm. making people. Um, but what you're doing is that you're always uh, removing uh, or moving the power yeah. lo- far, further away from the people. Uh, and you can see it in Sweden, you can see it on a European level. Mm. Um, and then they call us undemocratic. I, mm. I'm not really sure how they <laughs> yeah. how they think about it. Yeah, but it's like you said, Dan, it's a, it's a trend that's going on uh, throughout Europe. And the question is, where, where, will, where will it end? Mm. Uh, uh, will it be uh, a tyranny that people can understand and see for themselves? 
or will it just continue the way it is that people are adjusting to it all the time? Mm. Mm. I hope for number one, but I think number two is what they have learned from history, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree, but then it, this is why it's important with this kind of podcast yeah. and alternative media and so on to to really stress out that what is happening is is tyranny yeah. at the worst. Yeah. Uh, okay, people can't see it. We still believe that we are free individuals and, and free people, but this isn't true. We don't have a possibility to to make uh, our own decisions not regarding the big questions okay mm. you can decide if you want to go to burger king or mcdonald's but who cares yeah mm. interesting now i see that uh, the uh, stockholm our uh, capital now they have decided uh, to uh, house uh, they're going to build we talked about this going to build new blocks of of uh, yeah, housings for f- over 4000 people here and now they the list has come where i must read this and see where they're going to put it so now stockholm will have their uh, their own squatter camp cities, more or less. Nice. Oh, Maybe that's something we will talk about next week. Yeah, why not? Uh, don't forget to visit barretrad.com. We have some really nice new clothing coming in just a few days. Uh, but um, make an order right now. Right now there is free shipping all around the world, and this will end in a few days. Mm. So uh, be sure to, to use this opportunity to to get them free shipped to your house. Uh, thank you, Stefan Jakobsson from Alliance for Peace and Freedom for being with us. Thank you for having me. And uh, please check out Alliance for Peace and Freedom's uh, homepage. And if you like it and want to support it, become a supporting member. There's also a newsletter that you shouldn't miss out on. Now, take care and thank you for listening.